The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Phillipson. Since the last time that we've talked, I've had a few weeks off and, you know, I've made some space for myself. Mmm, time off to do nothing. Yeah, where you been? I've been here every week, sitting here waiting for you, and nothing. (laughs) Nothing but elevator music and black screen. It's like uh, and a, a little guy sitting there going, she'll be right back. Please stand by. It's been <laughs> well, really you annoying. You had a week off too, didn't you, Chris? Ah, that's only a rumor. That's only right. a rumor. Yeah, I've been here ready to go for your loyal listeners and guests. And then and there you are gallivanting on some beach somewhere or something. Well, that that does sound lovely, doesn't it? You know, you kind of, you have that. When you think of time off, you imagine the long walks on the beach, someone sitting there at the bar, you know, or just by the by the pool, flipping through magazines, reading books. Ooh, afternoon tea comes in a lovely cup and saucer or, you know, that shaken martini at dusk, darling. Right? Isn't that normally what you think of when you think of time off? Well, I mean, maybe not, but it sounds your, like a hallmark- your ideal... Sounds like a Hallmark movie from 1995 is what you just described. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. Hey, (laughs) to each their own. Exactly. Well, you know, I kind of wish that that's how my time off unfolded. Really, not only uh, that our uh, perception and our expectation of what things should look like, well, they can be far off. Um, but, you know, it can be a shock to some people to hear that it, life is just not like the pictures in the magazines or the pictures that we have in our, our mind from 1995 or otherwise, that they just aren't that. So my few weeks off have, in fact, given me more space to, well, this might sound dramatic, but I'm not sure how else to say it, well, to fall apart. To feel all the feelings that I don't actually make time for while I'm busy doing. Doing all the usual things of life that I've designed for myself. Now, this is totally self-perpetuated and, you know, I take that on. Because, you know, it's like the busy life. The being busy and stressed is a bigger, really part of the problem that I see not only in myself after the space that I've just given myself, but also in my clients, my friends, and now in my own teenage kids. A life of busy, well, I think it was really modeled to me by my mom, who did all the things. She never sat down to put her feet up, take time for herself. You know, she's a busy mom of three. And whether that has inspired a life that I designed for myself that now includes having a very hard time in stopping to smell the roses (laughs) that really are along the road that we know are there somewhere. Well, they are there. They're always there, whether you notice them or not. But really, it's it's where I have found my awareness not being at all. Now, during the summer, which is where we're at while we're recording this, it can bring a change in routine, which is really lovely and quite welcome. 
the predictability of being busy, sort of numbing what maybe needs to be seen and felt, and therefore living off of the stress that comes from this kind of busy, this cycle that we seem to get ourselves into at times. Well, it needs to be looked at from just kind of being in the periphery of our vision and awareness. And it's going to come at us voluntarily, or really, I believe that at some point, if you're not listening and you're not waking up a little bit like what has just happened to me, it's going to come no matter whether you give it the space or not. Now, what I found during my experience over the last few weeks is that I needed a certain level of structure. Now, I still have a job. I've got, you know, got lo- lots of things to do at work, work nine to five, five days a week. So I did have all of that. But there were some baseline actions that kind of just went out the window because I wasn't you know, working on things in the evening. I wasn't getting ready for the podcast. So a baseline of actions to follow actually are really important to create a foundation for dealing with insanely high cortisol levels or those stress hormones that I'm sure you've heard a lot about and just the emotions that might come up at different times and that I found myself in a place where I wasn't quite sure what to do with them. Stress can be present at various levels. We all have some physical stress from pain, aches, headaches, gut issues, just to name a few. Then there's emotional stress, like intense negative thoughts, which was more my situation, anxiety, depression, any personality disorders. Well, they're all part of a phenomenon of stress that we are all living, no matter where it comes from, no matter where it started, the trigger, or sometimes the level. But really what I'm talking about here is being in a higher level of stress, a higher situation that that tends to come and then go, of course, because that's just life. We ebb and flow through all sorts of things. So what can you do when you're under this more intense and acute amount of stress to coast to a baseline or coast yourself to a place where you're kind of just exhaling and you're feeling a little bit better with essential support? That's what we're going to talk about today on Eat This with Leanne. I've got five ways to navigate stressful times and come out on the other side, hopefully better off, well, because this too shall pass. So perhaps you can relate. I work a full-time job. I'm a mom of two teens. I'm divorced. So dealing with them on my own and, you know, that's no cakewalk. Chris, you've been through the teen thing, haven't you? (laughs) I've been through the teen thing, the divorce thing. Yeah, yeah. All those uh, factor into my world too. And sometimes it's, you know, we're totally fine. And other times it's uh, it's a little more intense. Well, because you're not the only factor in all of that. Everything, everybody else. No, that's right. There are feelings and emotions and factors coming from... Uh, your kids, from your exes, from your relationships, and then you factor in their extended uh, emotions and factors and relationships. It's kind of like a a weird domino effect, right? You you may be the, the domino piece in the middle of your world, but there's a lot of them falling around you. Totally the ripple effect. And, you know, as well as the teen situation and being divorced, then I think you've experienced something a little, a little similar, Chris, is I don't have the other parent. I don't have their dad as an active co-parent. So sometimes it, things just get a little heavier on my shoulders. So somehow I managed to pack in clients, do my radio segments, I do this podcast that involves a lot of research and then all the promotion. Chris thankfully handles all the post-production and, you know, makes this sound incredible as you listen to this. So thank you again for all of that, Chris. And on the fun side of things, I do go sailing, which is great. 
Um, and in my head, my daily walks, taking um, my dog out for a walk and doing my yoga, well, somehow I've managed to put that into a category of fun, which is not where it belongs at all, because really, it deserves the boundary well, of self-care. Come on. There's some things you could do to make that fun. If you tied like a bacon flavored belt around your waist, it wouldn't be just your dog walking. There'd be thousands of dogs running after you. That'd be fun. Maybe. <laughs> That would that would increase my exercise be, level yeah, from my meandering walk. That's be, for sure. It would be different. <laughs> it would be different. And then you'd be yes. a, you'd be an internet phenomenon because, of course, somebody would film some crazy woman running down the street with a bacon belt and a bunch of dogs running after her. That'd be fun too. You could make some money. Uh, there, there we go. That would be good. That could potentially could potentially pay for the operation but, that I had to have of my cute dog's injury, which is part of also the falling apart right. that's happened over the past few weeks. Right. right? So right. she wouldn't be running. She'd be with me. She'd be <laughs> nibbling at the bacon because I'd have to carry her because she can't run yet. Because oh, her no. leg isn't, hasn't, oh. hasn't, hasn't got hasn't all better healed. yet, but she's doing yeah. much, much better. She's getting stronger every day. Anyway, we 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 digress. And thank God for you. Thank God for you, Chris. Because honestly, <laughs> so you know, it's a life that I've made for myself. It's full of demands that I put on my body and my mind. And boy, oh boy, do I expect them both to keep up. But how is it supposed to do that when my body's response and everybody's body response is to raise cortisol? Right? It's just it's there. It's physiological, and it's what happens. Sure. Sometimes in my body, it yells at me. It gives me a juicy migraine, you know, which kind of has happened too much in the past few weeks. It gives me maybe a stiff neck or some kind of sickness, you know, that kind of just sends you to bed. That really is your body telling you to slow down. The stress response of high cortisol levels, well, it has such an impact that I think we all need to understand a little bit more about. So there's inflammation. We've talked about that many times in a weakened immune system. Those two things go hand in hand. So maybe you've got some damage to your joints. You've got some past injuries. There's some trauma, but, you know, um, concussion, uh, traumatic brain injuries, anything like that. Well, it can just all show up again all of a sudden be like, God, yeah, really, I've got I've got this ache, this pain. It's kind of like before, but it's a little different, you know, and you could go back to episode 127 where we talked with Dr. Brockenshire about pain. And also we talked about inflammation with fellow nutritionist Julie Daniluk. That was in episode 67, just to revisit some of that inflammation, sorry, information about inflammation. Let me get my I words around the right way. Um, so head back there for some more specifics, but understanding that stress is a driver of inflammation is really important. Weakened immunity, well, that just leaves us open to all sorts of things, not just getting the dreaded COVID, but also things like autoimmune disease, food intolerances, and food allergies that kind of maybe just either flare up or come out of 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 nowhere. Another thing, which, and this is a really interesting one, Chris, that I don't think many people will, will tie together to do with stress or really just at different times of life and, and how hormones drive so much. I've got a friend whose arm recently has blown up. Like, you know, she's, she's just put a tire, a tire pump into it. Her arm blows up when she gets a bug bite. She's in menopause right now, so or perimenopause, same place I am. And her body is expressing all the, all that stress, all that immune system freaking out, thinking that 
this one little bug bite deserves the inflammation because it drives from the immune system. It's really what's called a dysregulated immune system, pumping a ton of histamine to what is a bug bite. And inflammation comes from that. So she's sitting there thinking that she's okay. Well, she knows she's not okay with an extremely swollen arm from a bug bite. Whereas years ago, it wouldn't have bothered her at all. These are the kind of things that when you can take a step back, when you're not in the middle of a crisis or, you know, kind of all these things that are going on or ask someone or, hey, you know, we can post on social media and say, anybody got any suggestions for this? Because that's what she did. I saw that she had a huge um, amount of ice around her arm saying, this is just from a bug bite and her arm looked massive. And I said, okay, Leadum and Apis, two uh, homeopathic remedies, which are good for bug bites. Start with that to at least ease the inflammation, but really she's got to get to the underlying issue of cortisol, high cortisol, the stress, and obviously she's perimenopause. So we've just got that whole cascade of upside down hormones going on as well. That's such an old school way of dealing with it though, uh, is put ice on it. That's basically what we've done and our, what our parents did and our grandparents did. Yeah. If something swelled up, we yeah. put ice on it. Right? Well, there is, there is the immune response of heat. There is the immune response of the inflammation because the body doesn't really know. Like it could be a cut. It could be a bullet wound, God forbid. It could be like all sorts of things. So the immune activity, what happens is the same. So in her case, it's taking heat to it. So maybe that's where the ice came from. But it, it's not the wrong thing to do. But you know, it could feel better in the moment, you know, with my dog's injury, she's had ice pack. I have, I have peas that are just Lexi's peas that go on her leg because, you know. And then in she, Leanne's salad for that evening. No, no, no. These are not going anywhere other than in the bin afterwards or, or feed the birds or something because oh, they've defrosted so many times, such right? A waste, Isn't it a Leanne. classic? Isn't that just such a classic thing? The bag of peas, as yep. in, you know, as, as in, as inflammation. Yep. And yes, in the moment, that's fine, but you can't do that every single time you get, say, a bug bite or something like that. But noticing the level of reaction is really important. So there you go. High cortisol, well, that can also cause high blood pressure. Now, we've talked about that. That's the silent killer, as it's called, and increasing the chance of heart attack and stroke. Now, we talked about that and went into a lot of depth to do with high blood pressure in episode 114 with Dr. Brockenshire. Then there's also how cortisol raises your blood sugar by releasing the stored glucose, having just chronically high cortisol levels can lead to persistent high blood sugar, hyperglycemia. And then what the body does is it counterbalances with the pancreas, which makes insulin, but it, it creates such a hard job for insulin and for the pancreas to bring that high high sugar level down. Now, for me, I don't eat a lot of sugar, but while I've been under stress, this cascade has still happened. So am I on my way towards insulin resistance than type 2 diabetes? Well, it's possible because in episode 111, I learned that this is part of my genetic profile, not necessarily heart attack from for my arteries being weak, but definitely I can get there in this path. So all of this information that I have makes me aware of, oh, you know, I got to be, you know, I got to be even more aware of what's happening 
with this particular issue of stress, not so much the high blood pressure. I've always had low blood pressure and it's still pretty low. So that's not an area for me, but for anyone else, it could be high blood pressure. So I'm going to keep on going with my not eating so much of the, of the sugar. There are times when I, you know, go for my shortbread because I'm looking for comfort like a lot of people. But really what I do is I tend to not eat so much when I'm under stress, whereas some people completely go the other way. According to a juicy list that's on the Cleveland Clinic's website, high cortisol is also associated with weight gain, especially in your face and in your abdomen. That's the worst place. Like it's just, we just know it. It just is going to hit your belly and it doesn't matter what you do. You can't get rid of the belly fat. And that of course is the worst place to get it because that visceral fat is what impacts your organs, your heart, and just makes your body work so much harder to keep you going. There can also be fatty deposits between your shoulder blades. Did you know that one, Chris? That's a new one for me. Sometimes uh, you see, sometimes you see people and they just have like a bump, a bump, you know, maybe on their, on their arm, on their back. I've known people to get fatty deposits in odd places. Huh. Uh, once I heard of someone with one on their forehead and there's really not much you can do about it. That's quite unfortunate. Um, I mean, the, the Cleveland Clinic is talking about between your shoulder blades, but there are fatty deposits that pop up on people. They're, they're not harmful other than, you know, the fact of why, are they, why is it there in the, fir- in the first place? Another issue could be stretch marks on your belly because, of course, your belly's expanding while your cortisol is from the high cortisol that's going on. So that could be an issue. Muscle weakness in your upper arms and your thighs. That was an interesting one being specific to those. And, of course, I think just all, all, all over your body weakness. High blood sugar, which can turn to type 2 diabetes. Obviously, high blood pressure. Excessive hair growth in people assigned as female at birth. That's another one. And then, of course, weak hormones, uh, sorry, weak bones from osteoporosis, which is a hormonal cascade and fractures. So all of those things really point towards this high cortisol level from so much stress. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutRight.com or LeannePhillipson.com. I don't know about you, but while I understand the benefits of meditation, I do find it difficult to meditate my way out of a period of stress because my worried mind, well, it takes over. One physical effect of stress, not yet listed, that the Cleveland Clinic didn't say anyway, is that your digestive system slows right down in everything that it does from digesting foods, assimilating those nutrients, and then elimination. So it can really just head off the rails. Yes, I am talking to you, all of those IBS sufferers out there, you know this very, very well. So how do you deal with nourishing yourself from your diet and from other ways during times of stress? I have yet to figure out while uh, meditating, while eating, Have you figured that one out, Chris? That's a class I would take. Yep. Right. (laughs) Meditate while eating. Downward dog while eating a rack of ribs. It's a horrible, horrible picture to put in your (laughs) someone's head. But man, would that be fun? (laughs) Wouldn't it? So let's look into five things that I myself have done. And also, of course, with all the knowledge that I have, I've I've put together a a nice little list for you of uh, just to get myself to this little acute phase that I've been in of late. Please tell me that one of the things you've done is downward dog eating a rack of ribs. Please tell me that's one of them. (laughs) 
No, but uh, but we do have some short ribs left over from last night. So I'll just give it a go for you. Yeah, well, I mean, short ribs should be part of every medical plan. Echinacea, yeah, but, uh, but you know rest what? and relaxation, short ribs. Picture this. I'll be on my mat that I've been sharing with my dog so she can do her exercises. I'll be in a downward dog with a short rib in my mouth. Can you imagine what's going to happen? <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. How come you get to do it? And I'm a bad I'm, dog. I'm going to have a tug of war with my dog because she's like, she's little. She's only 15 pounds. So she's going to be right there going, hey, hey, what's happening over here, mama? This is a what great are you game. doing? I'm liking this. Have we amped up the treats that I get when we do my exercises? You would be proud, though, Chris. I would. When she does, she has to do like this zigzag through to move her body. Okay. Back and forth. And on the yoga mat are five bottles of wine. And that is what she goes through. When she goes for oh, physiotherapy. As pylons. Oh, as I pylons. <laughs> they use pylons, but I couldn't find the pylons. And someone said, well, you know, as someone me. at this clinic I'm taking it to, she said, well, sometimes you can just, you know, fill a bottle with water or something like that. And I was like, hmm. Line. All right. So number one on our list is sleep. That feeling of wanting to hide under the duvet when things just kind of get too much, I think is kind of a survival tactic. So you know what? Just go to bed, get your head down, get your pillow, get your covers, hit the couch. Doesn't matter. Whatever it looks like to you, it's just the really sometimes the only way to switch not only your brain off, but also help to lower those cortisol levels. It doesn't exactly happen that way, but it it's foundational. Number one, it's got to be sleep. So even if it's 9 p.m. and you don't think that you're going to sleep through the night and you stay up and you stay up a little bit longer, mm -mm, just go to bed. 8 a.m., 8 p.m., doesn't matter when it is. Get yourself to sleep. The more sleep you have, the better your body will cope. Magnesium, well, that's used up in a nanosecond during times of stress. So up your game with taking more of that. I've been taking at least 400 milligrams of magnesium bis bisglycinate before sleep. I typically take 300 milligrams, so just three capsules before bed. I've upped my ante on that. You'll find that over on spreadright.com and a bit of extra melatonin just to make sure that once I fall asleep, I stay asleep. Not enough sleep. Well, it has a double-edged sword, unfortunately. Chronic sleep issues like a obstructive sleep apnea or insomnia, maybe you work a night shift, or maybe you've just always chronically had bad sleep. Well, they're associated themselves, those issues with high cortisol levels. And then on the flip side, the stress and high cortisol levels, well, that also messes up your sleep. Now I've been using the BrainTap app and I actually got the device that we talked about, well, that Dr. Uh, Patrick Porter from episode 129 actually invented. Dr. B also brought this up in the pain episode, episode 127. I've been doing that at nighttime. All of the sleep, they're like sleep RX. So these, these specific meditations with the headphones and the lights going in my eyes at the same time, you can just use the app. You don't need to have the device. I'll say that a million times because don't think that you need to spend money on this. But I was like, I'm just going to give this a try and see what happens. And I do think that it's helping. After a few weeks of disrupted sleep over the last month from an overactive mind and these damn hot flashes, thanks, perimenopause, well, they've ramped up 
And I truthfully, I never thought I'd be in this place, Chris, where I am laying in bed and it's just like someone has plugged my toes into like a radiator and my whole body just is like radiating heat and I throw the covers off. Like it's just such a stereotypical perimenopause issue. And I thought, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to be there. I'm nutritious. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> nope. It got me. And now the, the kind of like the warm dewy look that was happening before is full on red face, almost to the point of sweating. That's it. There was, I knew when, when we, uh, when we first said hello after a few weeks, there was something different about you. I thought maybe you got your hair cut or your eyebrows waxed or your, yep. your eyelashes bleached or something. It's the dewiness <laughs> about you that's changed. I knew it was something. Oh God, it is just so hot. It's crazy. There is even on the brain tap app, there is dealing with menopause and symptoms. And I've listened to it once. And I think I really just need to have it on repeat all day long because it's mind over hot flash. Basically, Does it help? That, Does the temperature and, and go down? So I did try it once. Yeah. Um, like right after I listened to it for the first time. And I did actually like it probably lasted 20 seconds instead of like the full minute. Um, but now I've just reminded myself to go back to that. And I have been trying acupuncture. I have been doing what I can, but it's like, it just even shows that with that support, it's internal. I've got to get my stress down so that all of these things help to balance out. Support is, is always important. Um, and it will help for a period of time, but it doesn't stick. So that's the kind of thing. So basically I'm stressed. I go to sleep because I think that's going to help. But then I wake up because of the hot flash because of the stress. Like it's just this loop that has mm. to, that kind of keeps going around. So anyway, I've injected all those things I've talked about, including the BrainTap app, um, whether it's the device or not. And I, my sleep has improved over the past three or four nights where I actually get to sleep. And then I wake up in the morning to a hot flash, but that's okay because I've slept for at least six hours um, without, you know, without disruption. So there we go. I'd call that a win for now over what was happening before. So we've got to count the wins too, because if anything is improving, it may not be perfect. It may not be eight hours of laying there and, you know, everything switched off and you wake up feeling all Zen. Mm -mm. It may just be, okay, I actually had like a solid six hours. That's a good place to start to move on from there. All right. Number two, find support for those negative thought patterns, that overthinking mind, that worry mind, that, you know, the mind and the thoughts. I just, do you remember, Chris, when Dr. B talked about this, where we were talking about, I don't remember which episode it was, but it was, we were talking all physical. And then he brought up and said the thoughts. And I was like, yes, we don't give our thoughts enough credit, let's say, in terms of really being healthy. Mm -hmm. Now, help from a therapist, a coach. Uh, we had Carolyn Mondanon that was in our Be Intentional series. I think that was episode 103, maybe using the BrainTap app. That's, you know, to meditate because there's so many people that say, I can't meditate. I can't meditate. And I have heard Dr. Patrick Porter speak recently about when he's at his biohacking conference, he puts this on to people, puts the, uh, the apparatus, the headphones and the goggly thing on, um, on people for 10 minutes who say, I can't meditate. And then when they take it off, they're like, well, where did I just go? What did I do? Like, it's quite profound. Mm -hmm. So this is sort of like a cheats version of meditating. If you can't get there, then definitely try out 
um, the BrainTap app and know that over on leannephillipson.com, I've got a link for you to try it out for 15 days to see if it helps. And it can take three to six weeks to really, really have an impact. I've been at this for probably three weeks and I've had good night's sleep the past three nights just mm. to manage ex- expectations. There's also YouTube. Oh my God, there's like a million people on YouTube helping you to realize your thought patterns, how to deal with triggers, you know, just how to shift from where you're stuck, the dark corners that we can get ourselves into just with our thoughts and how to navigate your way out of it from hypnosis to meditation to just people talking about their experience. And maybe you see your, see yourself in that person. There's so much out there, or even just a podcast like this, of course, the fact that I'm I'm, you know, being vulnerable and telling you all these things that have been going on for me, hopefully could help you realize, oh yeah, those thoughts, they have not been so, so great lately. Sometimes it's as simple as getting as la-di-da as it sounds. Don't let the negative stuff fall out of your mouth, right? right. Something as simple as, uh, oh, you know, how was your, somebody asked you, how was your day? Oh, you know what? It was terrible. I barely yep. got any work done. And, yep. uh, you know, the the kids were you know, just driving me nuts this morning, whatever. It's all those, it's the, we are creatures that tend to love to shovel that negativity elsewhere to see if it, Mm. you know, if it feels better to, to sort of hand it over to somebody else. And I get that that's kind of life. And when people ask you like, well, I'm just gonna be honest with them and I'm going to tell them how awful things are right now. And that, you know, hopefully I'll feel better about it. But sometimes that just keeps that brain ticking in that, you know, on that rhythm. Yep. Uh, as opposed to trying to, you know what, forget it. I'm going to go, I'm going to change something up. I'm going to go see somebody who does make me feel good, who does make me laugh. Yep. I'm going to go and do something that makes me feel good. I'm going to a movie by myself. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go to the gym for the first time in six months, whatever it is, yeah. I'm going to change it up and I'm going to do something positive. I'm going to say something positive. I'm going to go help. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, again, la-di-da, going to go help out, uh, gather food for the food bank. Again, it sounds yeah. very la-di-da, but in the end, it's that positive energy and the more you spew yeah right it becomes infectious it makes you feel better it it changes the ebb and flow of how the brain is ticking carolyn munden who i worked with for probably about three years and i'm missing missing her a lot she's moved on to do other things now but her the way that she described it which i thought was just fantastic is don't give it legs. Yep. So she said, you've got a blob, you've got a feeling, you've got a something. And, and this doesn't mean suck it up and, and hold it in, you know, talk to your therapist, find someone to, to have an outlet. But I think really, Chris, what you're saying is have your outlet. That's great. You're, you know, your go-to person, your positive person, who's going to listen, who's going to reflect, who's going to validate all of that. But if it's, if it's just a, Hey, how are you doing? You don't need to give it legs. No, because it just keeps that cycle going. And oh my gosh, sometimes when your brain, or maybe this is just how my brain works, we know this from my DNA results, Mm. is it just can go in circles. It's just like, it's like, what is the wedge that's going to stop that cycle? What, you know, what is the pattern interrupt? And what you're saying is go out and do something for someone else which is go and help a food bank, go and help feed other people. As soon as you get out of your own head and I've kind of queued this one up up for later already is that sort of navel gazing is, is where it's like, poor me, that victim mentality, all of that kind of thing. It's like, think, go and think about someone else shift out of that, go and move your body. Like, 
think a positive thought and then go move it it helps to anchor that within your body and truthfully understanding the experience that i've had over the past uh, few weeks there are times where that is beyond challenging mm-hmm. in that moment but know that those moments will pass to a time when you are able to do something so don't beat yourself up that in that really dark moment that you happen to be in because it will pass that's not when you have to do all the things right what you want then want to do is do all the things so you don't get back there again anyway moving on number three is to eat only cooked food probably didn't think I was going to say that, did you? Yes, I just said cook it all. And of course, in my mind, when I talk about food, I'm thinking this is how my brain works, fruits, vegetables, all of the good stuff. I'm not necessarily talking about, oh, yes, please make sure that you cook your burger or your ribs or something like that. (laughs) I'm talking about all the good stuff that you'd expect to come out of my mouth because when you have a salad, when you have your vegetables, you think I'll just grab those carrots and I'll have some hummus. Leanne has said that before. That's a really great thing to do. It's really hard to digest food when you're in fight or flight. Your gut brain access, it's a thing, right? Between your belly and your brain, it really is a thing. And when you're in this full fight or flight, your gut is not ready. When you're ready to run from a bear, which essentially is the hormone cascade that happen, happens, your gut is not saying, yeah, sure, I'll just go and digest your last meal. It, it's not. It shuts off and it says, okay, there's, there's energy going to your muscles and I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to run. So, and that's the stress response. So lightly wilt your greens because you need them now more than ever. Make up foods when you have a moment, when you feel like it. So you're not heading to the drive-through. You're not eating really as many, well, you've got to eat the anti-inflammatory, the colorful foods. And that does not come from typically a drive-through or fast food or something that you're not making yourself. So I, of late, have relied on like cleaned canned tuna. That's super fast, right? I'll take that. I'll throw it on a piece of sourdough bread, sprinkle a little bit of cheese on top. Hey, presto, I have a tuna melt. Excellent. Really good protein. Seriously takes five minutes to make, but really, really healthy. Now, typically I make up my salads for the week on a Sunday after hitting the market and I make make them for the whole week. Now, sometimes I can't eat those when I'm really stressed because... I haven't wilted them. So if I know that it's a little tricky, then I'll make sure that they hit the frying pan with just a little bit of water. And then I make a little dressing to go on top. That's a little bit different. And that's totally fine. Now I do eat raw berries every day, which seem to be okay. But like I said, if the salad's not quite right, or you're trying to be healthy with a salad, then just sort of steer away, just go for a whole bunch of vegetables that have hit a steamer or, you know, hit a mug of hot water just to break it down a little bit. You need so many enzymes to digest the food. And when you're in stress, your body doesn't have the nutrients to make the stress. So a stopgap in between is taking digestive enzymes like hypozymase over on sproutright.com. It's a phenomenal digestive enzyme and a lifesaver for things like heartburn, very typical with stress, constipation, bloated feeling that you might have, or even if you have diarrhea, everything's going straight through you Well, you're not digesting. So it can help in all of those situations. Probiotics, those are so important to help with the second brain, which is your gut and your 
your gut microbiome. So always have those going in at these times. Also taking B vitamins. Like I said, they just get used up like magnesium in times of stress. So it's really, really important to just make it. It's a really good time to get out your supplements rely on them a little bit more. So for instance, I've doubled my kid boost intake that I put my Alka C vitamin C into because those also go poof as well as magnesium and vitamin Bs. So uh so that's a really great thing to do. I've actually taken handfuls of spirulina. Remember Chris when we talked um with Giddy Yo about the adaptogens that was back in episode 113 where we were talking about all these sorts of things mushrooms and um, rhodiola and ashwagandha all of the adaptogenic support is really important so I've been absolutely on my game with those any of those that I can get my hands on are definitely going into my body and also I have some like little power bites that are made with soap nuts and then some of those adaptogenic powders from Giddy Yo they're going in there as well. And they're just easily and mindless to put into my mouth to keep me going because when I'm stressed, I don't tend to eat. So that's super easy thing to have. Number four, move your body. Just like you said before, Chris, like going and doing something, go to the gym or something like that. But here again is a bit of a double-edged sword because studies have shown that regular exercise in improves your sleep quality and reduces stress, which can help lower your cortisol levels. However, intense exercise creates stress in the body and creates oxidative stress and damage to the cells. So you got to find that happy medium. Sometimes, honestly, all I want to do is go for a run and pound the pavement. In that moment, it could shift energy, which is great, but that doesn't mean that I'm doing it five days a week for an hour at a time. It might just be a slight adjust to your current uh, exercise routine that you're doing. Now, protecting all your cells with superfoods, they really, really help, which is where I've doubled my Kid Boost superfood powder, taking that every day. I mix that up in my glass and uh, add in my Alka-C, which is the vitamin C where that comes in. I throw in my B vitamins as well. Now, those nutrients, again, they're just zapped during stressful times and the supplements are really, really important to keep you going. Now hit that yoga mat, move in a gentle and easy way. Go for a walk. If you need to box, that's a really great way. You know, hit hit a boxing gym or punch something, hopefully just not a wall or even a person, but that's a really <laughs> great way to shift and move energy. You can go for a run, like I said, but just with a little less intensity. So you're not stressing out your adrenals even more. Now, number five, last but not, not least is breath work. Now, I've dabbled with this at different times. There's a Wim Hof method. There's all sorts of different types of breathing other than your typical breathe in, breathe out, which you know you don't even think about. But of late, it really has been the only way that I've been able to get myself back to being in the moment, not ahead of myself, not into all any dark corners at all, but right in the here and now. In my brain tap recording that I actually listened to this morning, Dr. Porter guided me through breathing for my vagus nerve. So I thought, let's try this one out and see what happens. We've talked to Dr. B, probably our most popular episodes are the vagus nerve. I believe that was episode 86 and 88. Now, what he guided me through was a breathe in for five, then hold it for six, and let it out for seven. It probably took me about five or six cycles until I was really quite comfortable with that. So just, you know, just give it a go. 
Try it. So in for five. Breathe in. One, two, three, four, five. Hold it for six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Let out for seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And even after two times of doing that, you should be able to kind of feel like a drop into your body. My voice, I just noticed my voice changed there. Just I can remember that (laughs) drop into my body. So that's one method of breathing. My osteopath, well, she has me doing a focused uh, breath work for about 10 minutes a day, at least, she said. And what this is, is uh, breathing through different nostrils. Now, this is not... I've only got two, Leanne. Left and right. Which one do you want me to use? Okay, so I want you to start with your left nostril, Chris. How do you... So I have to plug. By holding on to your right. All right. right. Sorry. That was a dumb question. There we go. No, it wasn't. Everybody's thinking the same thing. What are you talking about, Liam? How am I supposed to not breathe out of one nostril? That's really a... All right. Did they teach you that in the brain app? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So breathe in on your left nostril. And close the left nostril and breathe out your right. Breathe in on your right. Hold your right. Breathe out your left. Okay, I so believe just... I have a little nasal inflection on the left. Okay. <laughs> You're a little blocked up. That yeah. does happen. I didn't notice <laughs> Sometimes it. Sometimes it's really that. hard to breathe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll know if you're stuffed up. So this is a yogic breathing technique that's known to kind of clear some subtle energy um, but you can find how to do this online. I'll, I'll stick a link in to the show notes on leannephillipson.com just if you need a bit more of a visual. Chris and I are looking at each other as we're doing this and I realize that you're listening to us doing this. But again, it's breathe in on the left side, holding your right nostril closed, just gently. You don't have to plug your nose. And then and then switching, Bl- plug, block, not plug, block the left nostril and breathe out of the right back in on the right plug press i keep saying that even though i said don't plug it press your left your right nostril and breathe out the left once you actually try it it'll make a lot more sense i'm trying to articulate it while i'm thinking about it and it's not coming out so so clearly but i'll put a link in there and then there you go but basically anytime you focus on your breath you bring yourself back to focusing on the here and now typical thoughts worries well they're either in the future or maybe they're in the past, they might involve others and what they think of us or what you're thinking about them. And it just creates a level of stress while actually nothing's happening. There's nothing going on in this moment. As you're sitting here listening to me speak, you might be walking, you might be in your car, wherever you happen to be, there's actually nothing happening. There's no one pissing you off right now, hopefully. There's no one thinking badly about you because you're just here in the moment and you're focusing on your breath. When you visualize that air going in and coming out, that is your focus. If those thoughts creep back in between breaths, add in counting. Add in that counting five, hold it in. Six or five to breathe in. Six, hold it in. Seven, breathe out. And that really, really helps because there's only so much multitasking that that can be done. So what I've realized also is that a lack of fun, meeting up with friends regularly and enough connecting with people out outside myself. Well, because I'm so busy all the time, I'm not creating enough time for that. And that really, really is 
important. This sort of ph- phenomenon of of nasal gazing, this navel gazing, this sort of poor me, this victim mentality that our thoughts can get us into is really just a self-created stress that deserves attention with all these steps that I've mentioned. Getting out, seeing other people, all those tips, Chris, that you gave in, you know, going and donating your time and doing things for other people, I believe is so important to get yourself out of your head. So let's just do a quick recap. It's hard to get out of the stress cycle without enough sleep. So just go to bed, go to bed earlier than you are. See if you can, you know, that magnesium might help. The melatonin might help. You know, there's negative thoughts and cyclones of to-dos that can go on. They need a pattern interrupt, maybe with some therapy support, maybe some brain strengthening and balancing with meditation or the brain tapping. Um, as I've been doing, trying out, check out leanflipson.com, as I said in the show notes, where you can get uh, get a device if you want, but you don't have to. You can try out the app for 15 days for free. That link will be in the show notes on leanflipson.com about this episode 130. Then think about the food that you're eating. Keep it simple, keep it colorful and cook it all. And I'm thinking fruits and vegetables. Yeah, I did actually put a peach in the frying pan yesterday because it tasted really, really great. So you can do that too. That drive-through, that pint of ice cream, that bag of chips, which is my typical go-to, will not solve the problems long-term because they actually create more issues. So just know that. Get those supplements sorted, probiotics for your gut brain access, the adaptogens for stress support. There's a product called HPA Access on SpartWrite.com that I also take with rhodiola and ashwagandha. There's the bio curcumin for anti-inflammatory effects, as well as Alka-C, which is my vitamin C, the Kid Boost, the liposome B complex, and magnesium. Well, those are my essentials right now. Move your body any way that's a regular routine. Walk, do yoga with or without um, ribs in your mouth um, <laughs> in the morning or before you go to bed. Both will help your sleep. And that is a really good thing. Try out that breath work, focusing on that breathing and see what comes of that and find yourself some fun. It might just be giggling, listening to Chris and I <laughs> talk about these silly things in the midst of what can be a pretty serious time in our lives. All my suggestions, well, they're over on leannephillipson.com with links to things that you can try, the supplements and all the brain tap info. Head back to various episodes that I've mentioned. Deepen your understanding and know that you're not alone in this. This is like, a, it's part of our journey. And uh, the more people that we have along with us, when we need them, sometimes podcasts just pop up when you happen to need them. I've had that happen in the past couple of weeks too. Just be guided by where you're taken. So really, we don't talk about all of this enough. So I hope that this starts a much needed conversation with yourself, with yourself first and your loved ones. Hang on in there because that's what I'm doing. I know this too shall pass and I'll be stronger for it, no matter how uncomfortable things are in the moment. So with that, I'll say, please reach out on social media. I'm always happy to help. You can uh, hit me up on leannephillipson.com, sproutright.com. Send me a message through there as well. I'll support you and help you, guide you, direct you towards anything else that I've tried out that might help you too. And of course, please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.